Hey listeners, this is your host, Brother X. Um, before we get started with this week's episode, I forgot to mention in our Black Business Highlight that um, one of the businesses we highlighted in a previous episode, um, More Keys Apparel and Design Company, um, they gave us a promo code that I wanted to share with all of our listeners. The promo code is TRUTH2021 for free shipping, and this promo code expires on February, uh, April, sorry, April 20th, 2021 again the promo code is truth all capital letters 2021 for free shipping on any apparel that you order from their business so please go ahead and check them out and with that being said let's get started with today's show Now, Mr. Biggs, before you die. Wait, how you know my name, son? (laughs) (laughs) And all right, guys, we're back with another episode of the Truth and Transparency Podcast (laughs) with your host, Brother X, and the cultured scientist. Thank God it wasn't me this time. Hey, and we're back with another episode this week on the Truth and Transparency Podcast. Um, Hope you enjoyed our saying. I promise you, I'm undefeated. I get everybody. It's like Spider-Man, everybody get one. But um, in the Truth and Transparency podcast, we talk truthfully and honestly about anything from a wide variety of topics with our friends, guests, and people down the street. Who knows? So with today's episode, we're actually going to get into a lot of great topics as well as talk about um, what about our friends? Not the relationship ones, nothing too serious, but we want to make sure that we emphasize the importance of non-romantic relationships. You, you good over there? Everybody good? Everybody still mad? So... We're actually going to get started with uh, our first segment, which is I Just Think It's Funny. So for those who have not heard I Just Think It's Funny before, I Just Think It's Funny is a segment in the show where we talk about things that we find funny, but not always in necessarily a really funny way, but in an ironic way. So while we took our week break, and um, quick backstory, myself and the coach of scientists needed a break, um, her with school stuff, me with life and other things. So we decided to take last week off, so definitely hope you checked out our previous episodes. Be on the lookout for our social media. Our new social media coordinator is that's going to make sure that's up there. If he doesn't, we're going to find a new one. Mm. <laughs> no, we're probably not. We're going to stick with him. Oh, of course, of course. Where are my manners? Before I go any further and going back up, because you see I'm professional and whatnot, we're going to actually start off by, I was just speaking about him. I would talk toss it to our unpaid engineer, our new social media coordinator, our soon-to-be uh, manager and tour guide. Uh, Mr. Smith, go ahead and introduce yourself. Really? So I, I'm a man of many hats and no paycheck? That's great. Exactly. Um, it's your favorite feds, it's favorite feds, intern, favorite engineer, and favorite social media person. I just do everything at this point. Uh, Mr. Smith, back again to help these guys get these jokes off. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to go next on my list. Um, we got uh, the fun size Queen C. Introduce yourself. What's up? Back again for the shenanigans. Your girl, Queen C. Five foot two of fluff and fun. And uh, yeah, let's get it popping. All right. And you know him, you love him. He's a party starter. He drives all the men crazy. Probably your uncle, but we're not talking about that. Um, my man, man, Kelsey. Yep, it's your favorite homo's favorite homo um, that definitely did not just wake up from a nap, but we're going to make it do what it do. Hey. 
right. And yes, I am fucking your uncle right now. He just left. I would edit that out. <laughs> that's the best word. And it's funny. Um, the thoughts and opinions and statements made on this podcast are not necessarily representative of what myself or the culture scientists have said or believed. So is that what it meant when it said, Wait, uh, Mr. Biggs, before you die? Was that Kelsey? It, it, yeah. You know what? Man? I feel like it was just a large sigh. Was, it was automatic. Everybody said. <sighs> I promise no uncles were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Moving on. All Everything right. was so, consensual. Uh, I just think it's funny <laughs> that while we were on break and trying to revitalize ourselves because mental health is important, um, there was something that was in the news. Um, if you're not familiar, um, one of the young rising stars, I would like to say, um, Lil Nas X um, came out or came out with a music video. Well, not necessarily came out because he was already out, but we're not going to talk about that part yet. But the fact was, he came up with a new video. Um, I'm not, I don't know the name. I think it's like Call Me By Your Name or something like that. I think that's like the chorus. Yep. So it basically is very, um, I won't play it because we'll get copyrighted. But for those who don't know, <laughs> thank you, my engineer. All right. So what happened was, oh, thank you. Montero, Call Me By Your Name. So from that, a lot of people have feelings. Some interesting, some hateful, some dumbass. But the whole point was it it was very, it caused emotions or reactions. So for those at home who may not be able to see what we're showing on the screen, in the video, he actually, um, he, it was controversial because apparently in the video, he actually gave, he went down to hell, like the physical hell, and actually gave the devil a lap dance. Which for some people, and they're, um, sensibilities made them feel uncomfortable if we're putting it politely but what i find me personally find it funny is that there were really think pieces and hoteps and ashy negroes really putting their ashy lips together to say that the people watching this or the kids watching this video will make them gay and to that i want to say if that's the case wouldn't they just play wop to make them not gay Facts. I'm. I'm. I mean. I'm. I feel like that. That if we if we talking in dumb assery, I feel like that's the equation. That's why the pim does dumb assery. But like, let's can we just go back to like the '90s in general mm-hmm. with I think Adam Sandler and Lil. Is it Lil Lil uh, Lil Dicky? Not Lil Dicky. Was it Lil Dicky? Lil, Lil Nicky. Lil Nicky. Lil Nicky. I mean, it may not be as straightforward as this video, but essentially. That, got, that was you know, that was pushing the time then. So who really can, I mean, what's the... I mean, you got South Park, you got um, Powerpuff Girls, you got Madonna. You have every Lady, other horror movie. Yeah, you got Lady Gaga. You have depictions of the devil or demonic stuff in music and multimedia. So this, he's not the first person, he's not the last. And as a person who is part of the LBGQ plus community, did I say it right, Kelsey? Close enough. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Please correct me if I say it wrong next time. <laughs> I think you have the letters and then you said the plus, so yeah. Okay. So basically, I feel like they made a big deal about it because it's coming from a young blue, uh, not even black, just a young gay male. And there being such a, 
what's a polite way of actually no fuck a very misogynistic backwards asinine homophobic homophobic archaic caveman i i mean the list can go on way of viewing things first off you can first off you're born gay it's a whole other topic. So the whole point was like you make this big deal about this one particular person. And it's just like, really, guys, this is what we're doing. We 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 really policing a music video. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. If you don't enjoy it, it may not be meant for you. Everything ain't meant for everybody. Um, I would first like to open the floor to um one of our guests, Kelsey, because I know you spoke to me that you had some thoughts on this that you wanted to share. So I absolutely love the video. Um, it's like, that's just point blank. It's it's hilarious more than anything. Um, yes, the video does have like a, a deeper, more personal meaning uh, specifically for Nas himself. Um, but yeah, I, like outside of that, like the video was just entertaining to me. I mean, who... He rides a stripper pole to hell. I mean, I like two years after I came out, there is no way in hell, or yeah, no pun intended, that I was gonna, <laughs> that you were gonna see me in like some thigh high boots on a damn stripper pole. But Nas is just owning who the fuck he is. He doesn't care what anyone has to say about it. Um, also, Nas is a child of the internet. Like, he literally grew up with the internet. What you're not going to do is you're not going to beat Little Nas at the internet. Yeah. Like, that's just... He has been working on this song and this album, this project for so long that he has literally probably every response that anyone can probably make to this video and like multiple responses for each one. Like, he probably already has tweets already planned out. Like, it... You're not going to, he's a professional troll also. So like the video did exactly what it was supposed to do, which was to rile everybody's feathers. Um, it was to get the people yeah. mad who were going to get mad. And it, I mean, it worked perfectly. Like, yeah. Controversy is a seller. Honestly, yeah. yeah. And what, it debuted at number one at Billboard. Oh, stalker. <laughs> you, you do it skillfully though, and to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think if it's in the right hands, I think it's 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 beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like like you said, nobody he's he's grown up with the internet. He knows how to use the internet to his advantage. Mm. That's very real. And I want I'm glad you brought up that point, Kelsey. And I and I'll continue to let anyone else chime in if they would like. Um, is that the whole point of him like having those spots recorded? There was literally senators from others, like I want to either say states or I may be getting the terminology wrong, but Lee were coming at uh, Lil Nas X and he was like, yo, you have a whole city or state or whatever that you need to be running right now. Why are you worried about me? Not to mention you have a whole a whole world that's still in a damn pandemic that you seem to be doing nothing about right now. Go do that. Isn't there a natural disaster that you're out here failing at? Go and handle that shit. Like, <laughs> Right, and let me let me let me say this one piece, and I promise I'll I'll be done my end. We we gotta stop as as a black community, as a society. Period. There is no agenda to try to convert our little black boys, our little black girls to be gay. We gotta stop that. 
there is a there is room and space to have discussion on where the where that topic is on homosexuality and all these different things and there's space for that but to say that people are trying to put stuff out to make people change one way or another kind of goes back to rage your kids educate them provide them with information so they can make their own decisions yes quincy go ahead so to piggyback off what you just said there was a guy who like thought he was going in on twitter on Lil Nas X first off wrong bitch <laughs> but um he was like you know you had old town road and our kids fell in love with it and you're supposed to be a role model for them and you come and you put this trash out and he had the perfect response Lil Nas X said I literally talk about drinking lean and adultery in that song if you let your child listen to it that is your fault one two I have not personally watched the video it's just not for me but I'm not gonna you know down the man for his craft you have a choice you you're adults you went to and looked for the video to watch it to have something to talk about do something better with your life leave this man alone he living his best life why don't you go try to figure out how to live your best life that's my second point mm -hmm. and then I don't want to get long-winded, so I'm going to make my third point quick, which is y'all brought up the things we saw as millennials growing up as far as like satanic images and images of the LGBTQ community. And we had Powerpuff Girls. We had him. We had a cross-dressing satanic lobster ready for the fuck shit in 1997. Yes, yes. And nobody batted an eye. They were like, oh, it's just a cartoon. But the minute Lil Nas X literally, in my opinion, just looking at the screen grab from the video, brings that to a more realistic image, oh, then it's, it's something bad. But this man is intelligent. He literally took every negative thing he's heard said about the community that he is a part of and that he now is a representative for and put it in one single video. Oh, you're gay, you're going to hell. Oh, you know, you're a man, you shouldn't be dressing like a woman, you should be dressing like a man. He put everything in one video and flipped the bird off to all the haters. And I applaud him for that. Mm -hmm. Mr. Smith, go ahead and tie this up real quick. Just a real quick thing to say on that. Um, she mentioned that everyone had different, I guess, devices or mediums that we looked at as children. And when you see people that say, oh, if you watch this, you're going to be gay or something like that. I, like Queen C said, I distinctly remember South Park Bigger, Longer and Uncut, where Satan was fucking Saddam Hussein in the bed. You know, there was stuff like that in, in other avenues of things where it was over, as a kid, it was over our head and adults are like, whoa. But Look at the people that's on this podcast right now. None of us are thinking of crazy stuff like that. All of us are educated, doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. So for those that say, oh, this is going to, you know, do this to your kids, stop. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of saying I have a black friend. Just stop. It's, it's not going to. It, if you don't, don't want to parent your kid, just say that. Don't right. blame it on the mediums that we're going to use. Because trust me, look, 
as a man, I watched um, Tip Drill. Do I do I swipe credit cards down booty cheeks? No. <laughs> Just saying. All right. And we're going to move on on that note. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I no, had something no, else to no, say. No, no, I'm sorry. We messed it up, Mr. No, we we. The one thing I just want everybody to understand about romantic attraction and sexuality is that it's not black and white. It is a an entire spectrum. There's a reason that community is represented by the rainbow. Okay. All right. There we go. All right, so we're actually going to move on to our next segment, which is Share a Truth of the Class. For those who have not heard it, heard this part of the show before, it is a segment where we take either life stories or, or it's current events that caught our attention. And um, so there's a three for, for this one. So the first one um, I would like to title is Spirit Passenger Tries to Take Flight. So in this, um, Mr. Smith, can you play the clip first? listening at home if you couldn't quite make out what's happening you could hear the ruffling clothes flattering uh, people getting moved so um this young man um african-american because i want to be specific because i'm sure you were assuming it was somebody else which it wasn't he decided while on a flight in spirit going from cleveland ohio to los angeles that he wanted to try to open decent flight oh yeah very long he decided he wanted to make a quick stop by himself by opening up trying to open up the side of the plane to exit out the emergency exit door. And um, what you heard was people on the plane was like, oh, hell no. You're going to sit your ass down and sit on this flight. <laughs> and um, for my listeners at home, here's, I'm going to let you hear what happened at the end. Play the clip. All right, so. That is, the clip was actually playing up. By the end of the flight, he had to be carried out on the stretcher. So, um, yes? Any thoughts? Um, can I go first? Yes, of course. Okay. How far in, just out of our own playing curiosity, mm -hmm. how far into the flight from Cleveland, right? This is from Cleveland? Mm -hmm. Okay. To Los Angeles. Correct. Now, that's a decent, that's a decent long it's not a long flight, but it's a decent flight. Probably like a five, six hours. No, no, no. It's about four. Okay. So it's decent. <laughs> Enough for you to go cuckoo. Mm -hmm. So what was it in the beginning? Was it in the end? Was it in the middle? That he decided, you know, he was going to open this door. A. Mm -hmm. B. Why exactly? Mm -hmm. Was something wrong? Was you were you try? Please don't tell me this was like your brilliant idea to commit suicide. Well, I mean, let, let, let me first. You heard other people in this. This is not brilliant. I about to say my first thing is he's not really thinking well because he's flying spirit. That's his first. Yeah, first mistake. off, I don't I don't fly spirit we, no more. Unless they want to sponsor us. 
Southwest all day. All right. But um, Spirit, if you want to um, sponsor us, you can. Um, no, Southwest, please. I'm trying to get free flights. Now, Southwest. Don't matter. Well, no, Southwest. no. Spirit is trying to get his own sponsors. Go. <laughs> you messing with um, day buddy. Southwest. I have been a passenger of yours as a child all of my life, flying back and forth to Bethesda, Maryland for medical treatment with my mother. And from college all the way from North Carolina to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So you know, mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. a true supporter of mm -hmm. Southwest. I'm, I'm wondering where that is. So you know, from. we would love a sponsor. Okay. Um, <laughs> we would like. Mr. Smith, I don't know if we were able ever to determine where when on the flight it was, but in my mind, I'm like, go ahead. It's probably like excited? midway through. Say that again. It's some it's some point that they in the air. That's all we know. Okay. okay. No, I, I mean based on what it looks like, it looks like it could potentially be almost an overnight flight, but you can tell that they're up there because if you look at the video, that plane is level, meaning they're at least above thirty thousand feet. So. Homeboy waited till that seatbelt sign went off to be like, you know what? Let me go ahead and open up this exit door <laughs> and go out the way I came. I Homeboy said. <laughs> Fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Also, where is his shirt? <laughs> That's the <laughs> question. That, that, that is a, that is a like, valid question. I, I just, I, I would love to know what his end game was. First know. off, I thought it was little Uzi Vert until he stood up and he was like two feet taller than Uzi. He didn't have he didn't have the the the, the monstone in his forehead too. So I mean, there's always that. That's probably why he tried to jump out the plane door because he wasn't thinking. I mean, these are all valid points. The part that I need people to not to know, and we'll link this in the show notes. His homeboy is seen briefly in the background, and you know, as his homeboy, he's like. Dog, how do I explain this? Like, my boy getting hemmed up. Like, he, he, like they already thinking of us. They, they think we like these mumble rappers, but come on now. Like, why are you doing this? But on a serious note, like, if we take it seriously, mm -hmm. he possibly, quite possibly could have been having, like, an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. and, and every fiber of his being was telling him to get the fuck out. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. his, his, like, she's, he wasn't thinking, ah. unfortunately. So I hope that in general he is okay. And I actually would like this is a story I would like to follow up on because I really want to understand what was happening. Because you just endangered a bunch of people. Like, yeah, we I have a question. Yes. Was he from Florida on bath salts? Mm. Oh, if he was from Florida, that would explain everything. But my question I feel is, like this is a Florida man. I mean, it might be an Ohio man. Who knows? Could be Texas. You know also, what? he had Todoroki hair. Did anyone else notice that? Yes, I did see that. I, 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 I hmm. there was a lot going on. But we yeah, may do a follow-up story to this if we do some more research. We'll, we'll see. Uh, yes, Mr. Smith, go ahead. I just got one thing to play for that. Oh yeah. What happened to your chef, there is powerful niggardry at work here. You all. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> we are going to move on. <laughs> oh, no. I've, I've given my engineer too much power. <laughs> Take All it right. over. All right. So we're going to move on to the next share of truth with the class, which um, have you ever been um, so angry that you wanted to roll up on your job? Um, so, uh, Mr. Smith, go ahead and play the clip. 
Hold on, let me read. The, let me read the introduction first. Oh, okay? right, go ahead, go, first. go ahead. Former Walmart employee charged after plowing car into Concord store. Police say this is Concord in North Carolina. Correct. Correct. Okay. About this North is Carolina, North Carolina. Rise up. Rise up. Okay, let's go. This one for North Carolina. All right, go ahead, Blake. Shelves destroyed and uh, uh, stuff thrown everywhere after police say a man in a car drove right through and ended up there at this Concord Walmart, smashed into the building. We brought you live pictures from this store all morning long. This happened at 6 a.m., an hour before the store was open along Thunder Road, and it's across the street from Concord Mills. Channel 9's Susanna Black covers Concord for us and learned the driver is a former Walmart employee. Cars lined up on Friday, hoping to shop at the Walmart on Thunder Road, but the store was shut down after a man plowed his car through the front door. Yeah, that's definitely extreme. What possesses somebody to do that? Concord police arrested the driver, 32-year-old Lacey Cordell Gentry. No one was hurt, but employees were inside at the time and had to be evacuated. Um. So, so hold on. I, I, I need to, I promise we're going to get these jokes out. So, so what you heard from the, from the newscasters, yes, this happened in Concord, North Carolina. Yes, uh, Coastal Scientists, you and I both in separate different occasions have been in that Walmart. Right, I'm like, I know this Walmart. It's literally right across the street from Concord Mills. Concord Mills, if you want to sponsor us, you can. But um, you ever just been so mad that you got laid off and you want to roll up on your job? Uh, yeah, he, 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 he took that a little bit, literally. So, um, yeah, uh, can you scroll down just a little bit because I want to give a little bit more background information or actually get to the picture, the picture. So mind you, as me and uh, Mr. Smith were kind of prepping for the show, we saw the image and we may put this on social media posts, we may not, but um, the dude who rolled up at the Walmart looked like a mixture of Little Richard and who did I say? Who does? Um, it, no. I, I can't. The name escapes me. Somebody help it's me out. James Brown, looking like James Brown's mugshot. Oh, but he didn't feel good. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so he was. He looking like yeah, I did it. Like dog, I had nothing to lose. First off, you know that man was angry as hell if he woke up and drove through his former job at six in the morning. Like he had to drive there, so I'm assuming he it has to be close because ain't no way in the world you driving 20 minutes to your job that pissed off and drive a car through the front entrance. You know what probably happened? Mm -hmm. He probably woke up, got on his way to work, and then remembered he ain't worked there no more, and then he got mad. He said, you know what? Fuck it. So I'm already here. From what I can ascertain, I think there is a high likelihood that he got tired of restocking things because he looks like a fairly big dude. And he kept getting tired of people um, knocking down all the food in the food aisle and having to restock. And having to get tired of people um, uh, going to the self-checkout and charging a flat screen TV for a pair of crab legs. Uh, go ahead, continue scrolling down right there. Keep going. I was trying to read what the officer said. Okay, continue. Uh, it was about his mugshot. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was about it. Okay. Police said Gentry is a former employee at the store and had been 
ooh, fired within the past week. Officials did not release a motive. I wish they had, but said the driver may have been disgruntled with management. May have? What you mean, may have? It's his name, his car through the scope. Is his first name Craig? And did he get fired on his day off? No, he do kind of like Craig. Funny, funny, James Brown. Funny you should mention that. Um, That brings me to my last year of the troop of the class. So um, anybody that is familiar with the NBA and um, a certain NBA player. I'm not mad at this. So, um, yes, you can read the top. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Ex-NBA great Paul Pierce fired by ESPN after Racy Party video goes viral. So I'm probably, you're probably listening wondering, Hmm, I wonder what happened. It's real racy, though. Um, Mr. Smith, <laughs> go ahead and play the clip. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? What are you doing? All right, play the next one. Play Monica, you should be here. You can make some money, girl. Stop playing. Monica, what you doing? Guys, throw some fucking chips, man. If you're in LA, come through. If you're in LA, Monica, come through. You know what I'm saying? Where's she All right, so yes, that is correct. Is what you heard? Chips flying from poker table um, in place. They I were thought, personally don't hold, see nothing wrong with. Hold on, hold on. I, I have one point that I first need to point out. What is the child with the racially ambiguous crybaby doing on the ground back there? First off, she was doing a horrible crybaby. I'm sorry. The racially ambiguous crybaby. This party looks wet to me. Get but out. The thing is, I feel like they, they, it probably wasn't even him who brought the chicks there. He probably, he's at a, it sounds like he's at a boy, homeboy's house. They probably play poker, got some strippers or IG models, booking information's in the subtitle. But um, the whole thing is, nigga, what you doing? Um, the floor is he being a real nigga. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he so, really, he really showed out to me. He's been like, <laughs> I'm a nigga. Uh, Mr. Smith, um, we, we, had, we had some thoughts that we wanted to share before our guests go. So, Mr. Smith, can you play the, pull up the first one? <sighs> this is what <laughs> Paul Pierce, what ESPN wanted Paul Pierce to do. It's a picture of Mr. Smith's work being twerked on by strippers, and he looks ashamed. Obviously, that is not what happened. Play <laughs> the next one. When Paul Pierce posted that on his IG story, and Disney, a.k.a. ESPN, was like, I took that personally. And the best one, in my opinion, is hi, my name is Paul Pierce, and you're watching Disney Channel. That is the best one. Oh my god, her ass is right in the in the Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, that's the best one. Hold on, side note, full transparency. We me and Mrs. Smith went on a mission. We saw this, it was like, oh, this is gonna be hilarious. The minute we took off of it, it was gone. Mrs. Smith, with all his engineering powers, was able to find this, and I was like, this is it. This is the pinnacle. But um, Mr. Smith, was there something else you wanted to share? Oh, yeah, let him know. Let him know. You're going to get fired 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, pause it. Nobody, Paul Pierce's agent. <laughs> on your day off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh look. Damn, Craig. So I needless to say, Negroes is getting fired on their day off. Like it's going out of style. Um, yes, have at it. Um, so I need to clarify a point. ESPN is owned by Disney, correct? correct. Yes. So it makes sense. So we all know who the fuck Paul Pierce is. Yes, we as a black community. We yes. we've known this since the nigga ended the league. This man is so I blame Disney because how you gonna hire a real nigga and not expect him to act like a real nigga? Once in a while, at least. You know, I mean, his nickname is gonna come out. You know, it can't be, it can't he be. From, he's from Inglewood. I want to correct me if I'm wrong. He's from Inglewood. He's from Cali. And on top of that, his nickname was the truth. So if you got that going on for him, I'm like, are you really surprised? Go ahead, uh, scientist. I'm nothing. Oh, I. I don't know sports, so I kind of feel like Kiki Palmer right now. Like, I don't know who this man is. Like, even with his picture in front of me, I just, I don't know a thing. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Kelsey, I got you. He is uh, an agent of chaos, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> but this party looks whack as hell. Like, mm -hmm. I... I've gone to much better parties than this. For all that, they could have went to stadium. That's true. Stadium is way better. That, that's true. For all that, you could literally go to any club. Yeah. <laughs> all, not, not any of them, because I've been to some horrible strip clubs. And that's actually <laughs> better than some of the, the strip clubs I've been to. So, one, just for clarification for the listeners, it's a house kickback type vibe. And basically, this man is sitting at a poker table with God knows how many people here. He's got three, maybe four strippers in the background that, as the guests have said, are really not doing much. I've seen, I, I wouldn't tip. And it's so bad that they're throwing poker chips at them. Now, I'm not going to knock the ladies' hustle because they're getting their money. Obviously, we all know Paul Pierce got money, and more likely his friends probably might have money. I wouldn't tip because I've seen a lot better, you know, I'm, I've seen a lot better in all the other clubs I've been to. But to to go where it needs to go, everybody knows that ESPN is owned by Disney, and everybody knows that Disney does not play when it comes to they want to they want to keep a squeaky clean image. So I see what you did there. I, <laughs> I'm not mad that you decided to do this in the middle of a Panda Express. I'm more mad that you decided to put it on IG Live with your old ass. Like you, there's. What is the like like Kelsey said, this party is dead. Yes. Most of the time that you see trash an IG party or whatever, like if you if you look at your local friends, whatever that's going to the club and they go on IG Live and they put a, a IG story or Snapchat, the party's jumping, everybody in the background, people are taking their little selfie. Cool. This shit, nah man, this 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 wasn't it. And again, you know you are a person that is a commentator. For a big company and you're getting paid millions of dollars to do that you also know you need to keep a squeak clean image so i'm thinking that this man was already on his way out and was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna go out the way i want to go out but if it's not that 
for you to do this and put this online, nigga. I'm just saying. Did like, you go back to the same dude from Harvard? <laughs> yes. The Harvard dude. Mm-hmm. Who everybody he like doing drugs. <laughs> yes. So here's my here's what I can ascertain. I think it is very clear that Paul Pierce is 43, I believe, he says in the article. He is literally the epitome of when the old nigga tries who trying to be in the club way too long, tries to get up on a young thing and be like, hey, Shawty, what's your TikTok? No, good goddamn well, he don't need to be on TikTok. What I can ascertain, he only had maybe about 315 people on his IG live. Now, mind you, you are a public figure. If you got, if we're talking strictly from a social media basis, like, nigga, why you got this weak mess on mine? Nigga, I'm going to watch me versus with the, with the Osley brothers if I really want to see old people. Well, Man, also, this is that. the worst quarantine party I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say that Lil Nas did more on the stripper pole than these girls did in this video. Ooh. <laughs> and that's how Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to bring Shara Truth with the class to a close. We're going to move on with a quick break to talk about our Black Business Highlight. For those who do not know, Black Business Highlight is where we take either local businesses or businesses in all across the world that are black owned or black supported. We want to give them a shout out so people can make them aware. We'll always have all of their information, how you can contact them in the show notes. Um, so I'm going to turn the floor over to the culture scientist. Today's black um, business spotlight is one of my favorites that I met a couple years ago. Um, her name, the company name is called Graffiti Panda and it's accessories and earrings and things like that. Um, and it's, the founder stands for making women feel good about themselves through fashion and on her online her earrings and things are um she can make them custom made for you if you have ideas that you want i have some um beautiful earrings now that are that say do not disturb please and they're like the little door hangers oh they're my favorite okay i'm trying to tell you um so yeah so make sure you guys go check her out at graffiti panda um, on Instagram, and it'll be in the show notes. Um, so please, yeah, don't forget to go check her out. Yeah, so we'll, again, like uh, Coach Shines has said, we'll actually go ahead and put those in the show notes. Um, please check them out. We actually had the opportunity of seeing them at the Coco Drip. If yes. you had a chance to come out and um, support the Coach Scientists, we had um, Bones by Tier Marie Photography out there. It was really dope. So we're actually going to get started with today's topic um, in just a moment. Um, let me pull something up. Talk to my engineer. Engineer, go ahead and do your thing. All right. And that brings us to today's topic, which myself and the culture scientists talked about um, actually yesterday. Shows you how prepared we are. And we actually came up with the idea of what the, we want to discuss the importance of non-romantic relationships. So that can be defined as friendships or connections with other people that don't necessarily always fall in the romantic category. Because not every time a man and a woman or a man and a man and a woman and a woman are around each other, it has to be something romantic. Like, honestly, where I came with the idea was thinking about as we get older, we're 30 somethings. Marcus is mid forties. We don't want to say all that. <laughs> no, in all seriousness. <laughs> We actually want to just kind of recognize what those relationships or those friendships or those bonds have on your day-to-day life that actually, how it can benefit you and why it's important. 
So let me see. Check. All right. Yeah. That's very real. So before I give my thoughts, um, does anybody have any initial thoughts about the topic? I guess I'll say it out loud for the listeners. Um, all I got is non-romantic connections right now. So, but I, I love all the friendships and connections that I have and that I've built and it, it, it helps. It really does. I would say that non-romantic um, connections are, well, I guess I'm biased since I never have romantic ones, but uh, I would say non-romantic uh, relationships are probably even more important. Um, like between like, you know, your family and your friends and stuff, even your coworkers, like it's, it's just nice, ha like always having, you know, someone there to someone there to talk to like someone there that, that you really understand each other um get along extremely great and like how your your bond just you know grows closer and closer like throughout uh the course of your friendship like yeah i feel non-romantic relationships are extremely important and just to piggyback on that i as we said as far as non-romantic relationships they need they're needed in every facet of life whether it's work whether it's just being uh, outside with friends, whether it's family, because your romantic relationship is who you're going to be for the rest of your life. But you also need to sometimes have a break from that to be with the people who may think like you or who may not think like you so that you can have differing perspectives of whatever the topic is. If it's work related, we're going to keep it real. Like we just a call back to a previous episode of the Blackity Black. We have coworkers where when we whip them and they black and we black, oh, we can we can take that code switch off and be like, ooh, girl, do you did you see such and such with the hair? Oh, yeah, it's trash. But you can't do that, you know, with just about everybody. And you're not gonna always have your romantic relationship at work. At least, you know, that's the adage. I don't know what goes on now. Um, but yeah, very important to have that in order to really have a sustainable life. That's real. Uh, go ahead, coach scientist. Well, I was gonna say that's kind of like. Like, like he just said, piggybacking off of um, what Mr. Smith said, how you have to be able to have somebody that can relate to what you're talking about. So, like, for example, you walked into lab with me today. And as soon as I walked into lab today, I started talking stuff that you probably had no idea what you were talking about. But it was nice because I didn't, it was like an easy transition for me. And those are, and, you know, I feel bad because my faith, one of my, the graduate student, um, I'm leaving her soon. So like me and her, we have a bond. And like our relationship is very important within that, within that lab, because we're both graduate students. We understand what it means to be a student in this time right now. That's right. I'm talking about Michelle. I know how to talk about my Claire Bear. Yes. Shout out to Claire Bear. <laughs> so well, I guess where, and, and these are all awesome points, I guess where my mind kind of goes initially with that is that recognizing that a very simple point, if you are in a relationship, having connections and bonds that's outside of what you and your significant other are trying to build or have together, having those connections is not only a break, but a ability to help yourself grow in a way that your partner may not be able to, because it's like all adage, you could be told something by your parents a million times, but it hits different when your friends tell you the same thing, but you hear it and you're able to receive it a lot better. Like there's a lot of times in these non-romantic relationships, like whether it's 
me and Mr. Smith, where we go back 10 plus years of friendship and we're able to talk and have conversations that me and the culture scientists aren't able to, not because we don't communicate, but because me and Mr. Smith have a different relationship, a different bond, different experience that we've gone through together that he will get more from experience than she would and vice versa with her and some of her friends. So recognizing that it's not a problem. So the first question I do wanna pose or at least bring up is that I've heard a lot of times or at least one prohibiting thing for non-romantic relationships is the whole adage of which I think is archaic is that men and women aren't able to be friends if there aren't romantic connections, at least on one person's part. Thoughts, anyone? I'll go first. Um, yeah, that's definitely archaic. And there's, you know, Brother X, you came up here for a wedding and you went, we, me and you went to lunch with my coworkers, mm -hmm. all women. I have no romantic involvement in any of them. I don't like them like that, they're cool. But I'm able to have that conversation with them as such as if like they did go to a HPC or went with our ex experiences. I don't need to like them in order to, I don't need to be romantically involved with them or have a romantic uh, uh, aspiration with them in order to be with them. If they cool and like you said, we vibe on the same thing, we have the same struggle, we're, we're going towards the same uh, goal. Come on, let's ride this thing together. But I don't want to be like, oh, let's ride this thing together. And well, yeah, you know, maybe we can go in the backseat. And no, nah, that's not how this stuff works. This is a different age, different people. Everybody got their own choices and understanding. So that's just stupid to me. I would say yeah. that we can go ahead. Um, I was. Uh, I would say that um, it, something similar kind of happens in the gay community. Like I've heard gay guys say before that um, it's really hard to make uh, gay friends because um, like guys will immediately want to fuck or something like that, um, or like automatically looks at them um, from a dating perspective as instead of like a friend perspective. Um, I. I'd say it's it's definitely it's definitely possible to make friends with like any pretty much anyone in any situation, um, but there are going to be I don't know there there are going to be like certain like you know barriers and uh, certain things like that that do come up depending on like where you're looking for friends from. Um, also, I've seen. Um, people try to look for friends on dating apps, which I personally don't understand at all, but it it happens sometimes. So, yeah. Um, I think, so I, I personally think guys and girls can be friends, but my best friend from Chatwell, my one of my best friends from childhood is a boy. We've been best friends since like middle school. And all through high school, my family insisted there was a thing, like there was a thing between me and him. And I'm like, he's literally like another brother to me. He walks in the house, he comes over to the cookouts as if he is a part of the family, opens the fridge and my daddy's like, what are you doing? So uh, he's an Hakeem. He's an Hakeem. Yes, yes, yes. But then, yeah, but not the crossover. We, we, we don't miss those eyes. But not the crossover. We, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
I think it's possible, and I think no matter what it is and no matter who it is, it's all about communication and foundation. Mm-hmm. So if you are, if you communicate up front, so like, yes, of course, through the years, me and I have had to have conversations where we're like, this is not a thing, right? And we're like, yeah, no, this is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Because we went through those teenagers together, and now, well, look, we're all adults and things. Right. And, you know, you have to have those, those conversations, and that would happen naturally, but say now as adults, sometimes it's good to have it, sometimes it's not. Like, you can usually get the vibe if somebody is feeling you or not. You would hope so. You have the social skills and your toolkit to be able to recognize Yeah, that. hopefully you're not providing fake vibes. Well, I mean, somebody. Yep. but even if you do it by accident, because some people mm-hmm. are natural flirts and they don't mean anything by their flirting. Mm-hmm. That's very real. Go ahead, Queen. Hey. Um, I was I raising my hand see. because uh, I've, I've been told I'm a natural flirt. I don't see it. I don't understand it, but mm-hmm. okay. Oh, you don't, huh? I am blissfully oblivious. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't do me like that. I, I, I'm about to say, I, I, I promise you. We air this thing out. You're kind of, you're kind of hey, hey, don't, don't go far. there, Brother X. Hey, we, I, we, we continue, continue, continue. Okay, okay, thank you. Um, no, but I agree with all the points that everybody's made so far. Um, and especially going off what Mr. Smith said, uh, we've all known each other, Brother X, Mr. Smith and I, we've known each other for over 13 years now. Jeez. And that line's never been crossed. That's very real. I'm just saying. Like, of course, like you say, you may get vibes. You go, you have your discussion. What is it? Is this what it is? Okay, great. Moving forward. Keep it pushing. But for me, having male friends, I I enjoy it because especially when it comes to the romantic relationships, I have those non-romantic connections that I can go to if I have questions about, oh, what does this mean when he says this or when he does this? And I can get open and honest feedback. And for me, that is so valuable, especially still being in the dating world. Um, I need that. Brother X and Mr. Smith will tell you, I hit them up (laughs) several times a week, like, uh, with my online dating ventures, like, um, this happened, and what the fuck does this mean? They're like, okay, so from the male perspective, this is what's going on. I'm like, okay, cool, understood. And vice versa, they can come to me or have come to me in the past if they have questions um, about, okay, what would this look like to you from the female perspective? Or how do you feel about this? What do you think about this? I very much believe men and women can, or people who have um, romantic attractions towards one another can be in platonic friendships. Um, Like Kelsey was saying with the gay community of some people feel like it's hard to make that connection because you feel like that person is trying to get with you when really it's just having a common bond and connecting off of that. That's true. I would like to say. I would like to sorry had some feedback uh, on the call. So basically, I want to uh, uh, call out Kelsey in a very positive way. Um, one prime example of having an important 
non-romantic relationship is the culture scientist, I've gotten her into Marvel. She likes Marvel stuff. She enjoys it very much so. I want to point out, first and foremost, that before I met Brother X, I did like Marvel. I liked Avengers. I was not as into it as I am now. Because when he met me, I was very, I was wearing Avengers leggings. Continue. Okay. So getting back to my acknowledgement of the importance of my friendship with Kelsey is the fact that there are times where me being the black nerd that I am and going through comic book stuff, sometimes I can't nerd out with the culture scientists the way that I may need to about something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or WandaVision or whatever the case may be. The case may be, but for example, the Falcon and Winter Soldier came out and I was able to hang out with Kelsey one Friday evening, obviously 100% platonic, and we were able to sit down and watch and talk comic books, which for me was very cathartic because that's my boy. We could talk about this stuff and there was never a hint of romanticism in it. Like we literally would just talk and enjoy it. And I think that's such an important thing because I think it's very conditioning and stuff that happens through television and through social media that a lot of stuff we get geared towards, at least here in America, is towards the being in a relationship. This is how life's supposed to go. You're supposed to go through school. You're supposed to be a college graduate. You're supposed to find you a significant other, whichever one that may be. And then you're supposed to have a family and have kids. And then you raise those kids and then you go wear tracksuits together and wear matching outfits and go on the Tom Joyner cruise and whatever the case may be. But in all actuality, things are not that way. The way that we were conditioned to life is supposed to go back then is in the world that we live in now. And to have those relationships, like the one I just talked about with Kelsey or like what people have said before, is very important because you have a life outside of your significant other. One of the failures that I had when it came to previous relationships was that I would get my nose wide open chased behind a girl that a lot of my friendships and other things that I had going for me fell to the wayside. And then when that didn't work out, I got an egg on my face. And thankfully, I have certain friendships that I was able to rebuild and relationships that I've lost because of that. And I don't fully regret it. I wish, I don't even think I wish I did things differently because it helped me learn what I needed to do and what I need to do differently. So that brings me to another question. Since we are talking a lot about relationships and romantic stuff, what are your thoughts on a significant other speaking on saying, hey, I don't feel uncomfortable, I don't feel comfortable with you having uh, friends of the opposite sex? Or I guess in your and your hates Kelsey, so having other gay friends, whether the, that you might in some world might find attractive or somewhere along those lines. I think that speaks more to the trust factor because okay. if you have presented now, if you presented yourself in the way where, you know, you you might be, it might've been a Rolling Stone or Womanizer or whatever, you know, I, I, there's conversation for that. But for the most part, if you're being, if you're with someone and as the culture scientist said, you're having those conversations up front, these are my do's, these are my don'ts or whatever. And you have never shown you're like, hey, I can't help the fact of who I work with. I didn't hire these people. I'm just, you know, talking to them. Or if you just happen to be out and let's say your friend brings a girl, whatever, 
you have no in you have no involvement or you know any interest in her your your significant other must have the trust to say you know what he hasn't shown me anything or she hasn't shown me anything depending on who you are and i'm gonna keep that until that trust is broken now once that trust is broken then you know that's a whole nother conversation but for the most part i would put it more in the trust of myself to my partner to make sure to say they haven't shown me anything and until they do i don't got nothing to worry about so if they're saying oh i don't want you being around that person that means they need to really work on the trust that they have within themselves first before they attach themselves to any relationship because that's not gonna that's not gonna be sustainable you're gonna get sick of each other it's like i don't want you talking to any other women but me not even my mama (laughs) i think it also comes from oh sorry the culture scientists don't want to talk to me all the time and we live together we literally (laughs) spend time in two separate rooms a lot of times but we still love each other we still get along but we can't talk to each other all the time okay slight flex with the house right Go ahead, Quincy. Uh, I was going to say to piggyback off what Mr. Smith was saying, I think it also comes from a place of insecurity. It's not to say that some of these situations aren't justified. Like, you know, if you're from the outside looking in and like you say, you pick up on those vibes, it's like, hey, you know, maybe distance yourself from this person. Looks like they're feeling you a little too much. But a lot of times the things I've seen and perfect example would be with me and brother X, um, some of the women from his past have felt like I was trying to interfere or do whatever in their relationship. And I'm like, I really don't care, but this is my brother and I'm going to support him no matter what, you know, but y'all grown, y'all do whatever. And like I said, I've been on the receiving end of it. And when I was not as mature as I am now, I've had that. I've had those insecurities where I'm like, oh, this is your friend. And, you know, I feel some type of way. I'm like, well, you know, they're nice looking. Looks like y'all get along really well. Separate that. But you, you have to be secure in yourself. Now, like I said, it's not, it's not always saying it comes from insecurities. There are plenty of instances where it can be justified. But you have to discuss those boundaries. Like y'all said, the do's and the don'ts. Um, what to do, what not to do. And if you feel some type of way, just, you know, pump the brakes a little bit and say, hey, let's have a conversation about this. But it shouldn't be to the point where you're giving ultimatums. Because for me, if I get the ultimatum of choose me or choose them, I'm not choosing the person who gave me the ultimatum. You're not about to tell me what to do. Yeah, I feel like nobody responds well to ultimatums. And... And I mean, that that one specifically is just so incredibly unrealistic. Like, you you mean you don't want me to talk to any other gay guy? I can't talk to the guys I work with. I can't go to Pride. I can't go to the club or whatever. Like, well, that's, yeah, I, I completely agree with uh, what you said, Quincy. Um, that's actually what I was going to say, too, is that it's probably in, uh, stemming from an insecurity. Um, especially when nothing prior to that had been had been done to make the other person feel that way. Um, but yeah, I feel like putting out an ultimatum like that is incredibly unrealistic and you're kind of asking for your relationship to fail. It's also immature. That's, it's, it's, it's the verbal version of having a tantrum. 
Mm. In my opinion. That's a good way of putting it. True. True. It's interesting because I've been on both sides. I've been on one side where there was a there was a woman who, in my mind, she kept having an opinion and she kept inserting like it was just kind of like she always had an opinion about our relationship. Or she was always there. And anytime she was around, I would I would get nasty looks. And like it was acknowledged, but I would never, but I never in in life made my mouth go, you should not hang out with her. Did I bring up my concerns? Absolutely. But did I say, I don't think you should be hanging out with her? No. Because I didn't, I don't, I never want somebody to do that to me. And I actually, you know, that happened to me. And I followed the stupid old tomatoes. And you're right. It does not help out relationships, but you know that relationship wasn't supposed to work out. So right, because right. there's me. Right, I came along. Yes, thank you. Exactly, and y'all supposed to be together. Hey, Agreed. and I'm but not I, a home record, so don't assume nothing. And I'm just saying, but like, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. you know, young young Tia, and in hindsight now, mm. what we what you learn and what you think about, because in a long time I would say I would never do this and I would never do that. And I actually did a lot of things I thought I would never do. And, you know, when it comes- Girl, you preaching to the choir. That insecurity, as you as you speak of, it does, it definitely, you hope to have that, but there's always, there could be always that one or that this one person or people that trigger that button for you. And you just have to learn how to work with it. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, I guess, the better you can control it because I learned to control it. Yeah, and I mean, I think part of it come, kind of comes down to is, I know if, for me, when it comes on the subject of female friends and, like, like or in relationships, for me personally, I think someone put it best is, like, just don't have me out here looking stupid. Yep. It's very simple. If you have female friends and for whatever reason y'all used to date y'all used y'all y'all real close y'all had stuff going on before me i have no control over what happened prior to me i only have control over what me and you are working on what me and you are building together so don't have me out here at a function partying it up this your ex or a, a male friend that you're super close with that i don't know about prior to and he's smiling up in my face but he knows y'all doing x y and z or there's stuff that i'm not aware of that he knows there has to be some truth and some transparency in y'all's relationship hey that's a word right there but i I guess one of the last thing i kind of want to bring into this is that hmm, how do i put it i guess when you look at these relationships you also have to examine sometimes well i mean let's let's flip it so how do you how does someone handle in a situation where both you and the significant other that you have recognize that this friendship or this relationship that you have with this person or the male female gay whatever the case may be what have you both come to understand like hey this may be a relationship that you that may need to be fall back on how do you handle that with that friend i think that really speaks to the friendship and what you guys have outlined in the conversations that you've had. So I'll use a good example of me and Brother X. Both of us, as you said, we've known each other for 13 years. If there is a problem or there's something where we need to fall back on, we can have that conversation like, look, man, you know, some things came up and I'm gonna have to, 
I'm gonna have to disappear for a little bit. You know, ain't you, but you know, we gonna kick it. And if you are as close as you say you are, if you had that true friendship, I'm not talking what they show on IG or the glit and glitter. If you have that real raw friendship, you will understand. When our sister came to us and said, yo, I gotta disappear for a little bit mentally, I'm not there. As friends, we know what she's talking about because we've seen it. And so we're like, yo, let us know what you need, but we got you. Go ahead and do what you got to do. That's so you got to be me. I have so ghosted y'all many a time. I, y'all understand. Y'all still love me. So you got to be able to understand like who the friendship is or what the friendship is. And if it's you get, if you're close enough to do that, then just you got to talk it out as, as much. It's never easy. But if it needs to be done, it needs to be done in order for everyone to be happy in the situation. Because that's ultimately what everyone wants at the end of the day is happiness. And mm -hmm. if you have that conversation, I, I think that you, we, can all, we can all rise above it and be better, even if it's like, hey, I got to disappear for a little bit. Go ahead, Quincy. Um, I want to ask your permission first, Brother X. Can I tell our situation from the past? Sure. Yeah. I mean, anything that's shared on the show, Coach Clarence has already knows about. Oh, I, I know Tia already knows. So there was a situation. I say it's been a good, what, like five years now. Very but much it just came to a point in the friendship that Brother X and I had where we were too close. Mm -hmm. And again, nothing romantic ever happened. But I decided the best thing for me and my mental health was to distance. And I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. I was like, hey, you know, maybe we can come back to this friendship, but for now, I need to just go ahead and, you know, put a pin in it, pause it for now. I need to figure myself out, get myself straight, because I got a lot of shit going on in my head. Mm -hmm. And then once we had that one-on-one, -on -one, I, I, I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders, honestly, because he wasn't like, well, why are you into the friendship? What, what about this? He was very respectful. He was very understanding. And he told me straight up, he was like, I love you. I want you to do what's best for you. And if that means putting a pin in this right now so that you can go and get yourself straight, then do you. If you need me, I am here. And then from there, I had a discussion, not as in-depth, but with the larger group that uh, Mr. Smith and Brother X and I hang out with and just let them know like, hey, um, we're on the outs right now, brother X and I, but I don't want y'all to feel like you have to choose sides. And that's my whole thing with ultimatums. I hate them because you don't always have to choose sides. You can be friends with this person and this person. They may not want to be together at that moment, but you can still continue those friendships separately outside of the collective. And that's what ended up happening. And eventually brother X and I did come back together, had a heart to heart. Once we were in a different headspace, a more mature frame of mind, all of that drama from previous, it, it seemed so stupid. Like it was really childish because once we came together and actually understood where the other one was coming from, it was like, well, what the fuck did we end the friendship for anyway? What, what the hell was this, this whole thing about? It was like, okay, well, we good. Yeah, we good. Keep it moving. Push it forward. Yeah, I mean, true friendships. What? Oh, we'll figure it out. But um, true friendships, those that are truly lifelong, you should be able to have falling outs and be able to fall back in together in a lot of situations. Because 
what you build in those non-romantic relationships, just like you have a foundation in those romantic relationships, you have a foundation in your friendships. So your foundation needs to be super strong with that friendship or that bond. Because if there are fallings out, it's like, we don't always agree all the time on everything. I mean, we got a Patriots fan here. We don't trust her, but that's besides Hey, the point. hey, hey. Let's talk about your team. We, we're not talking about my team. I talk, my team is trash. My okay. Team is, hey. So we're in the same boat right now. I'm just saying. I'm using that as an example. But as you can see, we, can ha- we have that foundation where we can joke and say off-the-wall stuff to each other because we have that foundation. Friendships that fall out but can't fall back together you have to really kind of examine what was the foundation of your of that relationship. Was it the fact that you got, it's like, it's like the school effect. You used to have friends most of the time in high school or in elementary school that you say those are your best friends. But in all actuality, you only really friends with that person is because you saw them every day and you were in the same class, most likely, or in the same grade level. Or because y'all live next door. Exactly. Yep. And when you separate or take that common thing out, what else do you really have in common? Because you're going to do, oh, what you doing, man? Man, working, chilling, trying to make it day by day. You can do that until you're blue in the face, but that's not a real friendship. Because if you have a real friendship, those things, those people are the ones that edify you and you edify them. And you help challenge each other and help grow. Like myself and Mr. Smith, and we can start to wrap it up after this. Mr. Smith and one of our other brothers, hopefully we'll get him on the podcast. Um, um, Trusky, I'm talking about you. Listening. But him and Mr. Smith had a conversation that they tell me about all the time that always resonates with me when they share the story was they were down in Atlanta and they literally were at a Braves game and they literally had a talk during that time about what do we need to do as big brothers to bring our other brothers along. And that's where my relationship with Mr. Smith took to the next level of our friendship from that. Mr. Smith, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, um, I'll just make it quick so that way we can do the wrap up. But, uh, you know, and, and, and me and Brother X and Queen C, we have a college family. And out of that college family, uh, Brother Drew and myself were the first ones to graduate out of that family. And so, of course, <clears throat> when we graduated, it was around the time of the uh, recession. So jobs was a little hard. We had to, you know, make some adjustments and we got it done. And so I think one day he called me up and he said, yo, I got another, I got another ticket to the Braves. No, he, I got another ticket to the Nationals game because it's sister. You're right, you're right. And so we went there and I don't, I think outside of the first inning, we didn't watch any of the game. We literally sat there and talked for two and a half hours about what are we doing? How can we bring our family up? Who can we tell about it there? And, and that was the true friendship conversation because we had to be real with ourselves and say, all right, we gonna get this person. Nah, he's 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 not he's he's not listening. What about this person? Nah, he's too busy trying to chase the women. What about brother X? Yeah, we're gonna take him. Nah, we got we gotta bring him up. We gotta get him out of there because we gotta make sure that he's solid. And and with that, we knew based on what we saw in college, you can either go one of two ways. Either you're gonna stay the same or you're gonna grow from it. And so we didn't want brother X to stay the same. No disrespect to the other brothers, still love him to death, party with him all the time. Right. But there's a lot more than what was shown when we were in school that we wanted him to be exposed to. Very true. Yeah, go ahead, Kelsey. I have a very quick story. I'll, I'll try to be quicker with it. Um, it can be it can be difficult as an adult realizing what friendships are for you and what friendships like actually 
what when they run their course and when they actually need to end. Um, I dated a guy um, long time ago. This was what maybe seven or eight years ago, and uh, and I introduced him to my friends um, because you know I thought we were like yeah building something we weren't but um uh, but he liked all of my friends except for one and this one in particular just so happened to be like my probably at the time my like best friend in all of life like we legit grew up together and like lived next door to each other if she ever sees this podcast she'll know exactly who i'm talking about um and uh he liked everyone except for her and i told her about it um literally right after this i was like hey uh he says he has an issue with you but i told him the same thing that i'm about to tell you which was that you were around long before him and will be long after him and that you are the priority so like he's just gonna have to deal with it and like that's that's what i told both him and her that that's that's just what the deal was like she had been in my life longer and was gonna be my more of a priority than he was um and then maybe a few short years from that uh she decides to me and him had long broken up and uh she decides to exit our friendship albeit horribly but anyway um and i once that happened i started thinking damn did he see something like back then that maybe i was too blind to see at the time um but it's it's just really crazy how like different uh people can have perspective on a situation that ends up being oh i I don't want to say that he was right but damn it kind of seems like he was right a little bit well foreshadowing right go ahead I mean, that's also another way to think about it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just because sometimes they ask, maybe, like, what is, that's why communicating exactly, well, why exactly mm-hmm. do you feel this way? Mm-hmm. I think a simple way of putting it is, at least in that situation, it may have been the situation of it was the wrong person with the right message. Mm. Oof, that was good. Ooh, that's a <laughs> And on that note, we're going to move on to our transparent moment. In the transparent moment for our listeners, um, it's just something that we want to leave our guests as well as our listeners with to kind of ponder on and think about until the next episode or something to think about at your work week when you're supposed to be working, but you're playing Tetris. But the whole point is um, in this transparent moment, yes, we see, we, we see. But um, in that transparent moment this week, we want you to really take time to examine, we always talk about examining your friendship, examining your relationship, but take time to examine in situations where you've had romantic relationships, since that seemed to be a real big part of this episode, take time to examine how do you handle and how are you still managing your non-romantic relationships while in a romantic relationship? How are you examining what you should and shouldn't be doing how do you examine whether or not you should be on IG Live with Paul Pierce having terrible strippers on there and getting fired from ESPN? On so, your day off. Yes, basically. So with that, we're actually going to go ahead and close out today's episode. We want to thank all of our guests, Mr. Smith, Queen C, Kelsey. Thank you to all of our listeners. Um, we always appreciate you guys giving up your time. And Mrs. Smith, thank you for being unpaid because we ain't got no money yet. Blessings, blessings. We blessings, appreciate you. Blessings. We got some IOUs that are in the mail. 
But um, with that being said, um, we are on all social medias and you want to check us out. We are on Twitter at the TNT pod one, two, three. We're also on the truth and transparency pod on Instagram, the truth and transparency podcast on Facebook. And you can always contact us with any information. Want to be on the show topics, uh, black business you want us to highlight. Um, you can email us at truth and transparency pod one, two, three at gmail.com. And finally, um, I always like to say this, if this podcast gets no bigger than what it is right now, myself, I'm forever grateful. The coach scientist is forever grateful. And with that being said, guys, we're going to talk to you guys next time. Peace. Peace. How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off?